<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Hungover. And my I'm name s- is Muriel. <laughs> And, and happy New Year! Your 30s. <laughs> we had our uh, annual holiday celebration. So you're opening this package of New Year's goodness on New Year's Eve. Wait, no, New Year's Day. New Year's Day, the first of 2018. But you're getting the bonus treat of actually, we're recording this the day after our annual holiday party. You know, so this is, I we're I, we're all dead. I'm dead. <laughs> we're both totally hungover. We had a great party last night, and we're excited to start off 2018 with a bang, baby. Welcome yeah. to hell in your 30s. Yeah. <laughs> He's sounding like Bill Burr. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. And then at the end of this episode is a special bonus interview with someone older and wiser than us. Miss Virginia Thompson. Who is hella in her 90s. Yeah, hella in her 90s. We're all going to be there, God willing. Welcome to the podcast, everybody, and Happy Happy New New Year! Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. Let's do jumping jacks. And we'll get rich. But oops, I found that bottle of gin underneath the sink again. So tomorrow's a new day. Let's order pizza. All right, guys, welcome to Hell in Your 30s. How are you feeling today, Nick? I'm feeling optimistic. Uh, <laughs> I'm feeling very... Um, actually, I'm g- coming coming alive. I'm definitely hungover. We partied super hard last night. Um, and it was just the best. It we, was very fun. We love our sweet friends, and yeah. you guys are all monsters, and we love you. It was a very fun party. We did get yelled at by a shirtless man in his underwear who was staying in our <laughs> neighbor's apartment who doesn't even live here he yelled at us for being loud at 12 15 which i feel like is very uncool because i'm hella (laughs) i opened the door and he's like pounding on the door in his like little blue underwear like breathing hard i was like you can chill out just a little bit midnight is not that late for six people to be talking in a living room well scream shouting jokes (laughs) scream laughing we're all we're laughing but we didn't have like I don't know, a karaoke machine or anything. Yeah. And, you know, so we handled our intruder alert. Yeah. Nick made me get the door. Well, I thought it was Abby. Our other neighbor is cool. And I was like, she's friends with Muriel. So if it's her, it'll be like. We can just like talk about it. But it was just some guy in his underwear. Just like, uh, like we ruined his life. <laughs> I was just like, ah, it's a holiday. I don't know, dude. Yeah. Take a chill pill, man. Your life sucks, dude. I know. We had the most. So if you're tuning in for this spot to this podcast for the first time, Nick and I are hella in our 30s. And so every week we just do something that's hella in our 30s. And, you know, sometimes it's a structured, interesting thing that has something to do with being in your 30s. Other times it's just stuff we want to try. This week we had a very adult party. Well, (laughs) it was... A pretty solid. I mean, everyone was an adult who was here. Yeah, we were all solidly hell in our thirties at the party. I made, <laughs> I made some decidedly uh, uh, adult choices in terms of what type of food I was going to serve. So I just, I thought it would be charming and sweet to just make a giant pot of black-eyed peas and collard greens because that's like a New Year's thing. Yeah. And then I realized like. Nobody wants to eat that at a party. Like on any level, why would they do that? But that's an idea my mother would have told me when I was 15. And I would have been like, mom, that's really dumb. Nobody wants to eat that. 
And then this year I was looking through Bon Appetit magazine, which is my favorite magazine. And I was like, oh, Nick, look at these beans. <gasps> these look so good. And it'll be so easy. I'll just make a big pot of beans. <laughs> That'll be delicious. We bought 26 paper bowls. We woke up this morning with 24 paper bowls. <laughs> and so Muriel and I ate a fair amount of black eyed peas and collard greens. They were so good. They oh. were good, but you know, was, but I made some arancini for Nick. That's our holiday tradition also. Yep, which are uh, Sicilian fried risotto balls with goodies stuffed on the inside. Yeah. Last well, year, Muriel did gumbo arancini gumbo which we shouldn't even be talking about because that's our copyrighted thing so yeah so don't be stealing don't my ideas don't steal that that's our idea this week we did i did this really cool one i might post the recipe because they're pretty fun and they're actually not that hard to make nick's rolling his eyes i can no, see I'm it not. i'm not even looking well <laughs> she wasn't even looking at me and she said nick's rolling she was literally looking down at this horrendous smoothie that nick's forcing me to drink right now it's healthy it's filled with ginger and lemon i'll post a recipe for that okay it was easy well my arancinis <laughs> were old bay and white cheddar risotto mm. and they were stuffed with um shrimp and louisiana hot sausage mm. and some like caramelized um garlic oh. and a little white wine and butter oh my god they were so good they were the best <laughs> things ever people were losing their minds and she made uh What's it called? Cornbread muffins, which is the best, some of the best damn cornbread I've ever had for sure. Good cornbread muffins. What <clears> else? <throat> Made a cheese ball. Hella in your 30s, guys. Yeah, the cheese ball is a hilarious thing that you think won't necessarily be that good. And then it's so, so it's, good. It was a feta cheese ball rolled in pine nuts and it was really good. I'll let Muriel dictate how much we talk about this next, next subject. But I definitely woke up this morning and took the most painfully constipated dump i've ever <laughs> taken in my entire life it was my, a full oh my on God. whole other experience i've never had anything like it it took it was really it was crazy so I'll, i don't so i just will follow up with that i but mean I, I don't know what you want me to dictate how much i mean you said it what else were you gonna say all no, the no, details yeah no, don't do that <laughs> one funny detail is um muriel's uh dad called so muriel was uh, making fun of me to him about my painful morning. And uh, Wes is quoted as saying as uh, white boys don't know how to handle poops. <laughs> so, which I didn't realize was true about my kind. Well, he definitely is like, he laughed like it was a, just an, a timeless joke. It's <laughs> <laughs> old as the ages. <laughs> Women can't drive. <laughs> White boys can't take poops without yelling. That was what he was saying. <laughs> without, without making a lot of noise. I think oh that's exactly God. what he said. Oh, I did have to did have to make some noise. Mm -hmm. So part of so <laughs> we're talking. That's why I'm making this, this smoothie. This smoothie is morning. so bad. It's I delicious. Even, I'll finish it. It's no, good. I'm drinking it. It's did all you put good. Beets it's, in it? What is no, in there's this? not beets in it. It's Jesus It's Christ. a lemon, ginger, three satsumas. Parsley, celery, um, frozen blueberries, frozen raspberries, and collard greens. Oh my god! And water, yeah. <clears throat> and it's good. I woke and up this I morning and ate. Well, Nick was having his <laughs> Dante's Inferno situation. <laughs> I was in bed drinking a LaCroix and eating Ritz crackers with American cheese and looking at before and after pictures of Kate Middleton before she was a royal. 
What is there, you got any feedback about the before and after of Kate? Middleton? I don't know why anybody would do an article about that. <laughs> I just was like, well, it could be interesting if before she was, you know, like some grimy British like street urchin. Well, I will say or this: like a hip hop kid, like she used to wear. She wasn't or something. She wasn't. She was like a normal, skinny, rich-looking British girl that was like rides she's like an equestrian i was like okay guys the biggest difference is that that was in 2005 and she was wearing like bad pants um <laughs> but harry's girlfriend whatever her name was the one before uh angela not angela merkel whoever he's marrying now the <laughs> yeah angela merkel the, the first the german f- prime minister uh chancellor no is it chancellor i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Chancellor oh, no. the rapper. Oh no, this is my nightmare. I don't know. Uh no, the other girl he was dating was she looked like she just rolled out of a frat house. Like she's standing next to Kate Middleton. She was with this girl for a long time. I don't remember her name. She's like this she's like kind of just got she looks great. She just looks like kind of like Mrs. Lovett from Sweeney Todd if she was like 22 and fun. Just a little I can't picture what the, I can. I, I'm just picturing Angela Lansbury. Maybe that's all I mean. She's just like like Kate Middleton is like dressed in like a sleek, form fitting velour like tracksuit, watching a polo <laughs> and game. And Harry's girlfriend's wearing like an apron and like she, well, walking sure, around with a rolling like pin. Out of control. <laughs> like she has like a bun, like a messy a bun, cat or something. <laughs> <laughs> the rolling pin. She's just got all this hair everywhere, and she's like, she's got this weird look on her face. She's so hungover, you know. Like she's yeah. just like, like looks like she just like made a dirty joke. I mean, it's just like, I think it would have been awesome if they would have gotten married because she is. She is a FUBU wearing fool. All right. <laughs> oh, we just got a text. Our friend just texted us. What'd she thank- say? She said, thank you for last night. It was so fun and very delicious. There's a lot of exclamation points and hearts. Oh. Boom. Our party was a success. We had the sweetest friends in the whole world. They're so sweet. And everybody was just so fun. And I was cooking because I didn't plan anything. <laughs> so like at seven o'clock when we told people to get here, I just had about 30,000 things I needed to do and I got hella frustrated and went and took a shower and I was like, I need a break. And then I came back and people started showing up at eight and at eight, I was still halfway done with what I was planning on <laughs> cooking. And, but I had all this stuff prepped so I couldn't just like abandon ship. I had like a freeze, like a pan full of like half frozen risotto. Yeah, you right. know what I mean? I was like, what am I going to, so I just stood in the kitchen and made these arancini while everybody just crammed in behind me. It was really sweet. Yeah, everyone had to pay their respects to Muriel. They just wanted to hang out. Nobody wanted to leave me alone, so everybody just came in the kitchen. And our kitchen is not a big kitchen. There were probably 10 people in there. It is our... White linoleum floor is pitch black this morning. It's so (laughs) dirty. dirty. Oh, the bathroom's the same way. I know. (laughs) I know. It was really fun. Every year, like... Every year is just really fun. Um, So, Muriel... What? How are you feeling about 2018 resolution? How do you feel about New Year's Re- resolutions in general? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, Should have led with that, probably. We buried the lead. <laughs> now the joke's really landing. Is that how that works? All right. So, <laughs> I don't know. I think I've done them. I mean, it's the classic thing where you make them every... You make them and then you just don't do it. Yeah. 
you think, okay, yeah, new me, new year, new me, whatever. I never take them that seriously. It's kind of fun to think about, but I do find like incremental. Oh my God, we got another text. Oh, Mario texted, I'm murdering these beans and greens. He See? took some home. He took some home. Yep. He's very happy about it. Ooh, so sweet. That's what happens when you're all in your 30s. After you have a party, all your friends text you, thank you for a lovely evening. <laughs> oh, it's so nice. <laughs> thank you for the delicious food. We had an excellent time. <laughs> I really enjoyed that part when we were screaming and, <laughs> and I fell on the floor and knocked over that the lamp. Mario didn't do that. Oh, I was going to be like, did that happen? No, I was it was pretty calm. Last, for like four hours. Yeah, last year, definitely some people did some falling. Yeah, there was some falling. Um, I was definitely woke up this morning and I was going to text Mario, sorry for being such an asshole when I was talking about killing of a sacred deer. <laughs> yeah, we got into, no, that was definitely a hell in your 30s things. We got into some very nice apartment um conversations about the validity of certain european, films ironic european cinema or something <laughs> i don't know he told when anybody tells me i didn't like a movie because i didn't get it i want i just start being like i just start acting like the worst person in the world I no like, it is the worst I thing you can tell somebody uh, what angelica houston from witches <laughs> it's like my wig comes off and my nose comes off <laughs> it's like i get so mad he was being fine. Now it sounds like we're just shitting on Mario, which is not which the is point not, at all. Yeah. That's not the point at all. I mean, this role has been reversed for me when I discovered A Little Night Music by Sondheim and forced hella people to listen to like <laughs> why it was so interesting. I know. And and they're just like, no, we get it, Muriel. We you don't like, like Sondheim. Yeah. We don't like Sondheim. And I'm like, but you don't get it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So, uh, so how do you feel about New Year's resolutions? Oh, yeah. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> I don't know. I I think they're kind of fun. Quit playing with that smoothie. Sorry. It tastes so bad. Well, I'm going to drink no! it. No. <laughs> I'm drinking it, Nick. Uh, oh, God. Um, she just put it up to her mouth and took it back down again. I just couldn't do it right then. I think New Year's resolutions are um, fun to do. And sometimes you're ready for a change. And it's yeah. as good a change as any. And like, sure. you know. I think also that like January is kind of this dead zone period, like up until like it's like there aren't any like there aren't any major holidays after like New Year's and like you're kind of like holidayed out. Yeah. You know, so like it's a nice time to set some goals because you don't have as much disruption in your routine. Yeah. So you like so that's what I like. I like. Cause like the month prior, like December is always a wash for me. I'm just like always doing crazy shit. Like you're working really hard to get stuff done before you take a break and then yeah. you take a break and you come back and you recover from the break. And like, yeah, you're always all over the place. You so haven't like, eaten a vegetable in like two weeks. Right. You're pooping and screaming and screaming. <laughs> it's just like, you know, it's hot. It's like, Completely it's always like bloated. a rough, rough month. And so I think January is like a, a nice month of like, I'm going to chill. I'm not going to spend any money. I'm kind yeah. of broke. I don't yeah. have the time. So I think it's a good time to like try some new stuff that's like, like in terms of like either dieting or getting better sleep or drinking less or exercising more, like all that kind of stuff. It's a little easier to add that into your routine. Yeah. What about you? I, well, I set, I set goals. It's weird. I kind of set little goals all the time. Yeah. Um, and I don't really, but I have, you know, 
I kind of have problems setting like really big long-term goals because it all everything always feels so fluid. One thing that sort of has happened in the last few months is uh, I feel a new chapter coming on in terms of this is another hell in your thirties thing of like my weight and my body. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I'm just gonna. I'm not going to worry because I worry about diets all the time and I like yo-yo and back and forth and stuff. And this has been growing for a minute now, but I'm fully in the camp of like, I'm going to eat healthy because I know how to eat healthy. But besides that, I'm just going to prioritize some exercise and that's it for me. And my, everything, my body will take care of itself and I'm just going to be happy with my body because yeah. I kind of am happy with my body. Well, you're such a beautiful boy. <laughs> Better be happy with your body. Yeah. So that's, a that's, cake. that's a, yeah, I'm going to do a lot of, I'm doing, been doing a lot of push-ups and sit-ups. I know. Some pretty nice feedback based on it. Too. I know. So I know. People have been noticing. Okay. Been okay. Sassy, yep. sassy. So, uh, okay. Uh, but what anyways, do you, so, so do it. you follow your resolutions? Uh, like all year, I think the last couple years I've sort of not really done them. I haven't either. I've just, I think when I was really young, I came up with some resolutions, but even back then I was always, I've always just kind of been like having goals and feeling like I sort of know what my, um, path is and just trying to stick to it and then I fall off the path or stop entirely and then you know have to deal with it and get depressed or sad or whatever and like get back on the horse and yeah. figure it back out again it's not like I've just been nailing it <laughs> along the way in fact far from it I can't but, do anything for a year unless it's like waking up or <laughs> I mean I can do some stuff but like I can't do I just anything that's like I'm gonna do this thing like yeah. that I I just I wonder if it's just a lifetime of like working in restaurants and like doing shows where like you just don't have like by nature of it, you don't really have a routine. Like your schedule changes every yeah. week and like, you know, sometimes you work days and sometimes you work nights and then like even for periods of time, your schedule can still change. Like after three months, all of a sudden you're working all these nights or like, you know, like you've got a show. So now everything's like super, super crazy and you're just... You know, like you're throwing, like, like this year, uh, I, I had a bunch of really fun, like performance opportunities that were all overlapping with each other. And so like, there's just no way like to, like, if you have to learn a show really fast or like you have to start going to these rehearsals every night or you got to gear up to this performance, so you have to like start going out and like yeah. working it like there's no way to be like, well, I'm not doing that because I, my, my promise to myself was that I was going to get up at 6am every morning yeah, right. or like, I'm, I'm sorry. I can't drive be anybody out here. What, where my homies at? I can't drive. I don't have a driver's license. So like me packing a lunch is stupid. <laughs> like I just can't like, I don't have any place to eat I'll it or a little put refrigerated it. Fanny pack. I know that's what I need. A refrigerated fanny pack. I, don't, I can't put it in my goddamn purse. It's like some stuff. It's just like, I want to be like, Oh, well, I'll eat a salad every day. And then I spend like five days in a row not being able to go to the grocery store because I'm working on a show that I have to, you know, like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And that's more important to me. Yeah. And so none of these, so resolutions, like I think the, the like sort of finiteness of it or like the fixed nature of it, it just, 
to me, it's like, I don't like setting myself up to just feel like I'm failing, yeah. you know, and my priorities are dictate that my schedule is just all going to be all over the place. Yeah. So like I can't actually the thing that helped me one year and it, I don't know if it was a new year's resolution, but I feel like it kind of uh, might have been articulated like that is like the year that I, really started to try to force myself to be kinder to myself mm -hmm. and to just like start to practice kindness towards myself, not be so critical or not basically, you know, I mean exactly what it means, not be critical, not be so like take my mistakes so harshly. Yeah. And I did stick with that for a yeah. long time. But I think I'm better at stuff like that. Like a New Year's resolution that's philosophical rather than yeah. practical. That's or physical or something. Yeah, right. I think that is um where I'm I'm headed for this year too. Yeah. Is like uh like just a philosophy of <laughs> not worrying about dieting and not free you know, that's not like that's not a resolution to exercise every day at 7 a.m. It is a it is the plan to prioritize exercise and get out there and get my heart beat up because it makes me feel better and yeah and look better and, and do that and I'm gonna philosophically be a lot kinder to myself about <laughs> what I look like yeah and how my clothes fit and what I eat I don't know like yeah. to me that's philosophical like I'm with you on that one yeah and same with like a big revelation in 2017 was just the importance of having projects that you are uh, creatively that you creatively believe in. That's your project. That's your self-produced mm -hmm. thing. Like we haven't done that for the last couple of years and we really dived in super hard in 2017. So like my new year's resolution philosophically speaking it's like never lose sight of that again yeah yeah because there's some rough spots in the years before where especially if you're out here in la and you're not booking work yeah and you're not getting on a writing staff and you're not and none of those industry accomplishments are kind of coming your way that i felt horrible i mm -hmm. felt so bad about myself and as soon as you throw in a project that you really believe in that you're producing yourself and creating all of a sudden that kind of stuff just feels like part of the game yeah. as opposed to, um, you losing the game. Yeah. Yeah. I totally, totally get that. Oh my God. Well, I think, um, I don't know. Well, we're going to hand it over to Virginia pretty soon. I wasn't sure if there's anything else. You wanted. I, we had a great holiday season. Yeah. We got to shout out our family. We love you guys. It was wonderful. Mira's mother turned 60 mm -hmm. and she's now two years cancer free. Yay. And it was a huge celebration. It was so fun. We had a huge party. My mom wanted a nacho bar and then this fool tried to make me make, she's on a ketogenic diet because of our podcast. <laughs> and she tried to make me say, Oh, I want to make a, a birthday keto birthday cake and i was like hey guess what no <laughs> we're not doing i'm that. not doing that we're not doing it so i so, made carrot cupcakes and she ate hell of them so she Mira made <laughs> a bunch of cupcakes and then liz did make herself a little topper of keto <laughs> cake that was beautiful and it was the top of the little like 
what is that called? It's like a big, cupcake stand. A cupcake yeah. d- like display stand. Yeah, so it's like and the, the top vi- tier of the that. Very it was a top little of it. keto cake. It was a little keto cake. And she had this beautiful sunflower thing coming out of it that caught on fire. So well, I lit, lit it on fire on accident. Well, you lit it on fire because you lit the candles that were, I mean, it was. It wasn't thought out very it well. Was, it was, it looked good before it was on fire. And then, uh, and then the keto cake, we got the text the next day that it was inedible. Yeah. <laughs> Muriel's mom couldn't even eat it herself. <laughs> the cake is inedible. And then she's like, but I ate two of your carrot cake cupcakes. <laughs> I mean, I made that full eggs benedict too. <laughs> oh, Muriel made some good eggs benedict. <laughs> I think I put it on our Instagram. It was crazy good. It was really good. And then we made roasted bone marrow for Virginia, uh, for Nick's grandma for appetizers. That was pretty fun. That was so fun, yeah. Yeah, roasted bone marrow and little sauce. Oh, you made risotto that night too. Yeah. Muriel's a cooking fool, man. She always acts like it's easy. She's like, oh no, it's easy. It's like the hardest thing that other people don't ever do. She just like whips it up. And it's, like, I think if you do it her. a few times though, it's a little easier. You're like, oh yeah, now I get it. It's just hard when you're like, what is this supposed to taste like and look like and whatever. Yeah, but it's fun. Um, Muriel's underplaying it. Basically, Muriel impresses people with her cooking at every turn and then she acts like it's no big deal so it's annoying to everyone especially me it's only annoying <laughs> to you you lie la la lie la 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 lie uh well i had and we missed uh so we have a couple of our favorite super fans um kelsey we missed you this year that's johnny's my brother johnny's girlfriend who's Amazing. Are we calling her a super fan of our podcast? Of life. No, <laughs> she likes our podcast. <laughs> I'm a super fan of Kelsey. I know, me too. Shout out to the whole NYC dance community, too. I know. Whoa, whoa, what? Turns out she knows some people that we know. Yeah, we all know each other. <laughs> um, Johnny was like amazing, helped with everything, very funny. Johnny and I have gotten into some epic, hilarious. Uh, fights over Christmas. We had one solid fight one year. <laughs> this is so terrible. We had one solid uh, fight because he had a friend who was transgendered and he was using the proper pronouns, but I couldn't tell who he was talking about. <laughs> so I didn't really get the story and I was drunk. And so I was like, what are you saying? <laughs> and then he goes, um, he goes, ever since you moved to Chicago, you've gotten so close-minded. We're all drunk. And then he ran away, so I tackled him. I think he called you intolerant. I think he did. He said uh, intolerant. I genuinely didn't know who he was talking about or what he was saying. So well, he mumbles, whole, too. So I, Oh, my God. Because, like A couple times this trip, I had to ask him what four times. And then I was like, I just couldn't stop laughing. I was like, what are you? where are you at right now? So I tackled him, knocked off one of his shoes. I was like, don't be mad. And he was like, I can't stand this. And he like ran off into the dark. <laughs> and screamed, oh my God. And then I found him and we smoked cigarettes. And he's like, you know, he was just hella cool about it. But we've had some epic fights. We didn't have any bad fights this year. Any bad holiday fights. Yeah. Me and my brother, Joey, got into a little mini fight about male aggression. Right. As I was having a conversation with Joey and then Joey and Nick got into a fight about male aggression <laughs> and pushed me out of the conversation <laughs> entirely. Well, to be fair, what happened was is, <laughs> is I snapped on Joey 
and then Joey snapped back, and then without missing a beat, Muriel just got up and left. It was like a, it was like four seconds of us snapping, and Muriel just like was out of the room. She was like, "I'm not taking part in this." I just said all. I wasn't mad. I was like, no, God, I don't great. care about this at all." You, you guys- just, you, your angel wings just sprouted, and you just, just floated flew away. away. I just flew away. Yeah. So uh, a big thing that happened this. Christmas season was Muriel and I got to go out to my 94 year old grandmother's house out in the woods out in the woods in the middle of a rainstorm in the middle of a crazy downpouring rainstorm and we got to hang out with her which is so special because you know it's a pretty big family and most of the time the house is pretty full with people when we're visiting grandma um which is also magical and special, but it's just kind of important to get some alone time. So what happened was is a couple years ago, Muriel and I showed up <clears throat> to the house and it was like noon and we walked in and my grandma Virginia just immediately popped a bottle of Prosecco or <laughs> yeah. and was like, let's watch a movie. So we just like drank champagne and watched watch movies for like two days. And we've been chasing that high and we wanted to re- create the, and we did this year we finally got her to ourselves we did a little we just like did we did risotto and sat around and talked because it risotto takes forever to make and then we popped a bottle of champagne in the middle of the day i roasted bones we sat around because they have one of those cute kitchens where like it's the kitchen and then there's a counter and stools on the other side so while you're cook you can just talk and that's what we just did we just hung out like for two days Cooking it was so fun. Oh, and we watched uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Which is so good. You have to watch it's it. It's the best the best show ever. And what was so great about watching that with my grandma is she was really into it. And she even told me before we got there, she's like, oh, I'm watching the show Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It's so great. I had no idea what it was about. And honestly, just based on like the billboards and I thought it was about like Mary Poppins or something like a British you know, sassy, sassy lady. lady who is awesome. Right and I was just like, like all right, great. Right now. Yeah. I'm acting out what I thought it was. I had no idea. And then <clears throat> my grandma was like, well, we should watch it. And she was like, but we should start from the beginning. And I was like, no, it's okay. Like, we'll just catch on. Like, you know, she was like three or four episodes in. I was like, we'll, we'll just pick up. She was like, no, no, no. You need to watch it from the beginning. And she was right. We watched it from the beginning and it was, uh, it was so good and we just had so much fun. Oh, and I made her a, a, a mix CD for Christmas. Yes. And, um, she, I think is into it. A lot of, lot of the David Bowie, Joni Mitchell, Crosby, Sills, Nash and Young. Yeah. This is our road trip and music. Yeah. It was just some really good road trip music. So hopefully grandma can just put that on and just road trip in the mind. Yeah, baby. So, okay. So what we now take you to is a conversation with my grandmother, Virginia, about Christmas, about New Year's, and about life in general. Good morning, Grandma. Good morning, Nick. Uh, Muriel and I would love to welcome Grandma Virginia Thompson to the podcast, everybody. Put your hands together. Yeah. Oh, glad to be here. Good morning, Grandma. So we're sitting here in the very uh, stereotypically rainy, cloudy Pacific Northwest. Uh, we are in the luscious green and gray uh, Lake Bay, Washington, everybody. The rain's been falling for, I think, a thousand years at this point. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're caffeinated and we're glad to be here. Good to have you, Grandma. We spent the night in got the best i think we slept 11 hours straight 
get the best sleep of our lives. And the rain is like drumming on the roof. It's very romantic. We're sitting by a Christmas tree and a candle. I had uh, a thousand infinities of the most bizarre dreams uh, I maybe have ever had in my whole life. So we're we're waking up this morning, ro- rocking and rolling in in a beautiful space of, of family love. How are you, Grandma? Oh, I'm so happy to be, have you here. Yeah? This is the best Christmas present that I could have. Well... So- it's a, it's the best Christmas present that we could have. Also, this is the closest thing we'll probably have to a vacation for the next five years <laughs> is spending a couple of alone days with grandma. And we so we're, we also tried to we were able to come out I think two years ago and like just have uh, like a day or two together. And so we did this tried to do the same thing. We made food and sat around. We made um roasted bone marrow last night oh, which was, was very crazy yeah. <laughs> and a uh, mystery a real strange yeah, thing that we, we had for dinner last night yeah yeah we had and we had um, risotto and then we just watched probably what five hours of, of uh, the marvelous what is it the marvelous mrs Maisel. yeah which highly recommend mm-hmm. very good show mm-hmm. uh, and then we just drank wine and hung out <laughs> it was great so grandma yeah, this is um, it's Christmas time. You're right, kid. <laughs> and it's been a strange one. Yeah. Why yeah. has it been strange? Why is it strange for me? Well, basically, it's because we did no shopping whatsoever. Yeah. And that is new. And actually, it's kind of fun. But now the day is coming and I'm thinking, what's that going to bring? <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. It's, uh, so what was okay so this is one of the first the first christmas with no presents yes right and how many and how old are you grandma well i'm now 94 94 yes so in the 94th year i've had 10 grandchildren yeah and now three great-grandchildren and another another one on the way way. cousin caitlin's got another one coming on the way so out of all the, so what was Christmas like when you were a kid? When I was like, well, Santa Claus came and he came to the front door and he <laughs> brought a big bag of presents. And uh, my parents, I lived in Iowa at that time and there was lots of snow on the ground always. And um, so the, that was a wonderful, wonderful Christmas one year. And then the next year there was a depression and the presents were all homemade. My mother made little things out of cardboard boxes. Of, and uh, so we, we lived through a depression. And so I've seen a lot of things over the years that, uh, and, and lived through different ages. And I'm looking back on all of that now and thinking how marvelous it was yeah. to have had all of those experiences, to have lived this long. When, so, and you remember a really distinct change from one year to the next the the one year there was presents like yeah. santa claus came and then the next year there weren't, weren't presents. it was did do you remember the food changing also at that age or was no, it all pretty much present I, I never memories? thought much about food in those <laughs> yeah. days. i guess it was mostly candy probably <laughs> yeah. and i don't remember that my mother was a good cook though uh-huh. and she loved making cookies and she made candies that were elegant too she made peanut brittle and um, 
and chocolate and fudge and all kinds of wonderful candies. That I do remember. That's the food I remember. Was there a, do you remember a distinct change um, coming out of the depression from Christmas to Christmas? Did everything, did, did, did Well, the big change was that I'd grown up. Uh-huh. I was older. I was a teenager at some point in time and went off to college when I got to be about 20. Yeah. And then um, uh, Christmas was totally different. Sure. And uh, and clothes were important. Yeah. Oh, wonderful clothes. For those were the presents in those days. Um, and you were, when were you married? How old were you when you were married? I was 24 when, yeah. when Ray and I married. Yeah. The war had ended. Yeah. And um, we met out here at the University of Washington on the campus or with friends. And and it was love at first sight. And we had a wonderful three or four months of courtship. And, um, yeah. and then went back to Iowa to get married in the in july of that year so you only dated for you dated for like four months yeah yeah that's we knew yeah that's amazing well the whole thing is i think when there's a war everything is put on hold yeah and as soon as the war is over there's a lot of catching up to do yeah in good living yeah so you were married in what 1948 yeah yeah wow so that's been a few years. And then we started having children. Yeah. Yeah. I Did taught for a few years. That was my my uh, my first time that I thought about uh, about having a career. Yeah. Or first 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 try at having a career. Yeah. What what were you teaching? I taught English and art. Yeah. At a high school. Yeah. Here in Seattle. And that was, uh, but I found I really still didn't know how to teach. I, <laughs> I and and uh, and so I wasn't really ex- thrilled with thinking that that was going to be the choice. Yeah. That I made. Yeah. And indeed, it wasn't because uh, we moved a lot because Ray was looking for uh, worked in Washington D.C. Yeah. For a while, and then uh, we came back to Seattle, and uh, he worked. He left the government as, uh, and started working for a private company and then finally ended up with Boeing. And his work life was, uh, took us to several different places. So basically what I did was have children and get us from one place to another. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big job. Yeah. With, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, so with, with your children, like, do you feel like the Christmases were, like, did you have a a similar way of doing Santa Claus and Christmas as, as your parents did with you or was it different? No, it was pretty different. Well, the times were different. Yeah. And, um, so I don't know when Santa Claus ceased to be Santa Claus was always an imaginary creature. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and I had children who had great imaginations, <laughs> so it all worked out just fine. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and then of course they all grew up and Christmas, uh, became uh, a time when they would come back home from college, from, from school, someplace else. Yeah. And uh, and just having them home was the big thrill. Yeah, yeah. 
it feels like that is what Christmas is for us yeah. too completely. It's like yeah. not really a, like I don't we didn't do presents this year either and I think Nick got me a present. I didn't get him a present. <laughs> I got me a real present. I also got I also got you a present, grandma. I made you a new mix CD for everyone out there who still is uh who are of of our generation who are hell in your 30s mourning the loss of mix CDs. <laughs> let, let me tell you the tradition still still exists and I I made grandma a mix CD. Yes, she did, or he did, and what I've got now uh, is time to listen to it. Because while they're here, we've been watching movies, we've been talking, and we've been watching Muriel Cook. The one thing they they brought with them that is so incredible in my house is good food <laughs> and exciting food. So Muriel will have to tell you about that. Yeah, Muriel. We showed up with like, what, nine bags of groceries for two meals. I know. Muriel goes, wow, we overdid it. Huh? I was like, no, this is pretty much what I thought we were going to do. This is, yeah, we, we, we rocked that little grocery store as hard as it could be rocked. Yeah. So, so grandma, what were some of the, I don't know, this is going to be maybe too a huge question. What were some of the big biggest differences between your childhood and your children's childhood? Freedom of speech, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and um meaning what? Well, times have changed. And so uh everybody feels more comfortable expressing themselves uh from the heart. Yeah. Maybe it's a difference in community too because Iowa is pretty straight-laced and pretty different from Washington State. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. We found out kind of, I mean, a while back, but, but a little later in life that my family is from, like, what, 20 miles from where you grew up in Iowa? Mm -hmm. So my grandmother uh, grew up in Des Moines, and, and you grew up... In the northwest corner of the state. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So we were, Des Moines kind of central, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. like right in the middle. Mm -hmm. So I I totally know what you're talking about <laughs> in terms of like, because that's where all my family is from. And on that side, my mom's side, it's like yeah. my mom grew up there and my grandmother's from there. And there's definitely this distinct, and my grandmother lived through the depression in Iowa, yeah. you know, and, mm -hmm. and there's so many parallels. But there is this distinct thing of like, like, like I know my grandmother loves me so much and we're very close and I don't, I think one time I tricked her into saying, I love you <laughs> and it was really awkward. <laughs> and I said it to her cause I usually don't say it cause I think it makes her really uncomfortable. Uh -huh. And I, but I say it to my parents all the time and I was hanging up the phone after talking and it's okay. I love you grandma. And she goes, love you too. And this is like this long silence. And I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> So was it kind of shocking to suddenly have kids coming of age in, uh, you know, the hippie era in Seattle, Washington? Well, it seemed a very natural thing. Uh -huh. One thing that happened, let's see, Ray, Ray was always very, very good at expressing himself and was very open. So, of course, with marriage, I learned a lot from him. You, that's what marriage is all about. You, you just learn from each other. He was an incredible man. And, um, and so uh, with his difficult moments too, damn it. But uh, we had a, a, a very good marriage and the kids inherited 
gifts from each of us. I guess you could call them gifts, personality traits anyway. And, uh, and so the family, and then of course they became teenagers and they all were extremely ready to go <laughs> to leave home and they weren't really ready as you well know how sure, that goes. Sure. So anyway, it was in and out with the teenagers. Yeah. What else am I going to say about all of this? Well, I guess my, my, my question was, was it, it, you said it felt natural. So I guess the answer is no. My question was, was it a culture shock suddenly to. Oh, there was a culture shock when all the, all the, um, when the culture changed. Yeah. And so all the music changed, the, the theater all changed. It was just, uh, and how to, how to, how to go along with that flow was difficult. And so we went, we turned into, I, I turned to therapy. Yeah. We got the whole family involved in therapy so that I could be free of my teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> because I did, and they, and they were free of me. That, but I, and, uh, and Ray. That in itself is a pretty revolutionary, open-minded way to go. I mean, I think there's a lot of people from your generation who wouldn't, who would never even believe in therapy. Well, I'm sure that's the case. But the one, the I had another job teaching with a friend of mine at a community college uh, in Seattle, and what we had were students who had come back. The, our students had come back from high school uh, from being dropouts at ordinary high schools, so they were an unusual group of students to work with. And so, what we decided to do was was to uh, take them out into the community with art supplies to various uh, to to various institutions like uh, the, the uh, mental health hospitals, mm-hmm. homes for elderly, and especially the, the juvenile court. I, what was that called? The juvenile. Uh, Did they live there? Was it like? Yeah, a, they lived uh-huh, in there, mm-hmm. where they lived for a while, and so. Um, this was, and, and so that was a very interesting job and because what we needed to do is also teach the children something or other about mental health before they went out into the world uh, to apply, use art supplies. So we did that using uh, teachers from the mental health uh, clinic here in Seattle because the hospitals mental health hospitals had all closed down at that time. Mm-hmm. And the uh, social workers who had been there were out of, out of work. So they were, um, they were needing to find a way to make a living. Mm-hmm. And so we ran into a therapist who uh, came to teach the students. And then I said, well, I think I want my family to get some of this information too. Um, so also I know this from Muriel's grandma and their side of the family, they also had big, they did family therapy too. Yeah, yeah. They, my, my family did. I, it's funny, my family didn't. Like I, my my brothers and I didn't. And neither did my brothers or I. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, your mother. Your mother and, and oh. Mario. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. There are, I do have family members who have done therapy, but we didn't, never did family therapy yeah. as a whole crew. Yeah, but my my mother and her brothers did so my, um, and they kind of did something very similar. There was a lot of art mm-hmm. attached to it, so like mm-hmm. they saw a therapist, and 
had a big family session and then everybody made um, masks and the masks, like paper mache masks and painted them mm-hmm. and then brought them back and the therapist kind of talked about, oh, you know, who made which mask and why and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It was really, I mean, they were really, those masks are still hanging in my grandma's living room. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's become like a tradition. So like when you come in, like, I have three or four that I've made that are just up on the wall. So there's like maybe a hundred masks of like, when we visit, we'll make these big elaborate paper mache masks. Nick has a couple up there too. One of them looks just like him. It's SpongeBob SquarePants <laughs> with a little Italian hairdo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, <laughs> I just want to know if there's any family stories that really with you with all these wild hippie teenagers and you're like we got to get these kids into therapy if there are any if you have any stories uh, that really prompted you into into feeling like you needed to control these kids well let's see it seems to me there was uh, a bit of use of a pot (laughs) that was a pretty shocking thing Oh yes, yeah. oh oh, that was shocking. Oh yeah, yeah uh-huh. suddenly everyone's doing drugs yeah, for the first time they were in America. Doing drugs, and I this was totally out of out of mind. I had no n- notion of how to deal with that. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, uh, I think that's been probably true for parents throughout the <laughs> ages. Actually, that's okay. So then the next, I know. I was gonna say like my, even like my family, like I like. My parents, well, not my mom, but my dad smoked pot, like, which for the record, it's legal in Washington and I think it's completely fine and like, just like drinking, whatever. But he smoked pot. And even with me, like as a teenager, like when I smoked pot for the first time, my dad was just like, everybody was beside themselves. (laughs) And I was just like, I know that you do it. Why is it different than I do it? But it was, it was still like the very first time I think, uh. It was it was very scandalous in our household, and yeah. then after that. But I'm the oldest too, because like my brother's like, well, anyway, I'm the oldest, so everything I did was scandalous. <laughs> I was so. the oldest too, and that's the way it is. Oh I'm yeah, look at that, I'm, and I'm the oldest people. too. Here's yeah. three yeah. three of the You're oldest. Three of the oldest, right? Yeah, um, heavy and, and, heavy is a head that wears the crown. <laughs> <laughs> not really. I think it's so easy being the well. It's not. There it comes with its drawbacks. I guess you have to. Yeah. Well, whatever. Um, okay, so the next uh, chapter, I guess, would be having grandchildren in the Christmas sagas. Mm, the yeah. next. So, do you have any memories? So, I'm the oldest. I was your first grandchild. Right. Do you have any memories of of Christmas when I hit the scene? I do remember when Nikki hit the screen. We went back to see him as soon as he was, or shortly after he was born, and uh, he. His parents were artists living in New York City, and uh, he was this darling little baby. And they had an apartment where the bathroom was in the kitchen, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so uh, and 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 they and they needed a baby bed. There were all these things that were needed right away, you know. And so we were happy to be there. And then, uh, well, what, what can I say? He was the most beautiful thing that ever oh. was. And I think with the grandchildren, there's a whole change in, in uh, where your energies go and, where, uh, and, and you're with the, young, the next generation. So as grandchildren become a real way to move away from a parent-child uh, 
relationship to a grandparent yeah child thing it's it's an amazing thing what family does helps you grow yeah and move yeah. through life well coming out here for coming to your house for christmases you know was pr- pretty much the my main <laughs> i mean that's one of the most important childhood you know that's in my spine you know christmas out here with all the cousins and everything you know another uh thing i'll never forget was there was a couple of years there a couple of solid years when you guys you, when you and grandpa would take me out on my birthday do you remember any of those no do you remember don't. you don't remember that you would take me we'd go to red robin oh yes we'd red go robin. get a hamburger and then we'd go see a movie mm-hmm. and then you would buy me a present and it was the greatest the greatest joy of my life i remember those stories nick would be like yeah i used to go out with my grand we went to red robin i remember that detail <laughs> do you remember yeah. Red robin? yeah one year we went to go see the never-ending story that was out of all the movies we went to go see that was the one that stuck with me that's the one that's implanted in my mind uh-huh. the, the deepest is going to see the never-ending story because it's kind of a the spooky fantasy story that's wildly imaginative and cool but also kind of scary and about a little boy who was you know a couple years older than me probably and uh anyways that was that was everything so go ahead Miro. no no you go ahead. um <clears throat> well you have any other christmas questions Miro? no i mean i think i was thinking we could end on like maybe um if you had a couple like a distinct christmas memory that stood out the hard part about getting to be 94 yeah. is that your memories kind of fade. Yeah. And it isn't as though they're gone, but they they are they are gone to a degree. Yeah. They need and some- I think I'm preparing for something else. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm preparing for another stage. It's like uh yeah. and who knows what that's going to take where that's going to take me. Yeah. yeah. But uh having these children here right now and they are for me always children <laughs> is the greatest greatest thrill that they could provide so i'm just thrilled to have them here have nikki and muriel here it was wonderful to see see them find each other get married continue their career i just i just think they're miraculous Oh, that is so sweet. <laughs> Grandma, we love you so much. Okay, I want to just bring up one. one I have, thing? yeah, or maybe five or six last <laughs> things. No, no, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up here, guys. I just want to interview you forever. But um, so 2017 is coming to an end. Right. So how is, do you, how, what are your thoughts on 2017? It's been an, a terrible year. <laughs> it's just been a one you want to erase. I can't think how Trump ever got to be our president. Yeah. I can't think how we're going to get rid of him or if we can get rid of him and why he's there in the first place. What the heck is the matter with this country <laughs> that they allow a th- thing like this to happen? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, can you, I mean, I guess you can't believe it. I don't know. No, There's it's no, hard to believe. Yeah. Did you have the same feelings about Nixon? Like what's the difference between Nixon and, and Oh, uh, I've been a Democrat all my life. Yeah. So for me, uh, the Republicans are, you know, they are disturbed and distressed and, and have been for a long time. Yeah, yeah. But I have family that are Republicans, too. So what can I say? Right. Um, New Year's is coming up. Mm-hmm. Was, um, 
Do you remember New Year's Eve's as a child? You know, I I do remember New Year's Eve's. We would have a party every now and then, or the neighbors would have a party. Those were um, uh, in the be- you know, and when we lived in Seattle and we had a neighborhood that was uh, uh, cohesive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, but we've moved around a lot, and sometimes we didn't have neighborhoods like that. Yeah. So. I, I really don't remember New Year's as being anything. Usually it's Ray and me watching a little television and going yeah. to bed after the Happy New Year was. Um, yeah. Right. Does, do you, has, um, do New Year's, do you put much, put much weight in New Year's? Like I kind of do. I sort of think starting a New Year is like a really exciting, uh-huh. refreshing thing. I was just wondering if that it's been important to you throughout life, that the concept of, of, ma- of marking time yeah yes of course it is uh-huh. it's important but i can't remember any specifics yeah. on, that, on that right now yeah uh do you have any advice for people starting 2018 no <laughs> <laughs> I, I i really don't know what's gonna happen and i and i so i have no advice go with the flow and try to Try to make this a better place. Yeah. And just love each other as much as you can. That's great. Well, we're going to make a big batch of eggs benedict right now. That's our next. Uh, <laughs> we have to keep working through this um, this uh, huge shopping trip of groceries that Muriel and I put together. That Muriel put together, let's be honest. And uh, so we're going we're gonna to make some breakfast and continue our uh, our rainy Northwest morning thank you so much for being on the podcast grandma my pleasure thank you we love you we love you too <laughs> let's do yoga let's get fit thank you so much for listening everybody thank this has you. been nick and muriel and we love you we love you please tune into hell on your 30s listen wherever you get your podcast this is our 30th episode too so like congratulations to us and we have uh, uh we're the we're so excited about this podcast thank you for listening and we have some big plans for it this year yeah so we're starting this first episode of the year off little chill little chill little faux pas loungy yeah but we've got some crazy stuff uh coming up and we're so excited to keep working with once the creative uh podcast network they've been so awesome and they're switching up their whole campaign soon they're going to be campfire media we're so excited about it uh about being a part of this family so So, thank you guys so much happy new year guys bye if you're tuning in for the first time to our podcast welcome so good to have you what we do on this um podcast is we explore things uh, wait, what do we do? Is, this is the worst intro we've ever done. <laughs> All right, guys, kick back and listen to some sweet, sweet tunes. What's a creative podcast network?